Hey, where have you been? No, kidding. It's more like where have I been? Because I haven't done an episode of Women, Wine, and Leadership uh, in the past two weeks because I was preparing for a life strategy retreat. 24 amazing women. And this week, recovering from that retreat, getting some work done. But I feel like I've left you out of the loop a little bit. So I wanted to include you in a portion of our post-retreat coaching program where we're talking about getting a clear and specific purpose. If you're not familiar with the concept of the wine retreat, go to my website, 360lifestrategies.com, go to the retreats page, and you can get more information on what we're up to. But today, pull up a chair, grab a glass of wine, and spend some time getting clear and specific on your purpose. You know, I mentioned at the retreat that we uh, really can't achieve that successful strategy unless we have a very clear and specific purpose. And so I'm going to start with the story of a gold digger, his uncle, and the persistence of a little girl. Um, the story comes from um, one of the books that kind of informs my progress, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I used to feel kind of turned off by the title. I don't want people to think that I want to grow rich. And then somebody challenged me actually in my John Maxwell team coaching program. The coaching instructor said, why should it bother you to get well paid for the services that you provide? And I said, well, I just don't want people to think I'm motivated by money. And, and he said, but why, why don't you deserve to make good money? Uh, for the services that you've learned and studied and prepared for. There's no reason that you should not. And the only reason you aren't successful in making that money, Donna, is because you don't believe you should. So I became a student of this book together with that Maxwell team. They they teach it once a year, um, sometimes twice a year. And this story in chapter one talks about uh, a guy who was going to dig for gold in California with his uncle and how they worked for months tirelessly, really um, through blood, sweat, and tears to um, follow this vein that they were following uh, to find gold. And ultimately, uh, after extraordinary effort, they uh, followed this vein and, and it led to nothing and they gave up. They sold their equipment and went back home. The guy who bought the equipment actually hired a surveyor, an engineer, to come out and um, survey where they may have gone wrong. And the engineer found that they failed to follow the fault line. And three feet from where this guy quit, the guy who bought his equipment and persisted in pursuing the answer actually found gold. So imagine that the the desperate feeling you would have if you stopped three feet from gold. And an interesting related story, his uncle um, ran a mining business and um, he had a, a, an itinerant farmer um, with children living on the land. And one of these little girls of the uh, one of the families ran up to him uh, while he was uh, unloading grain and said, my mama needs 50 cents. And he looked at her and said, go away, little girl. And she screamed louder, my mama needs 50 cents. And he said, I don't 
I don't have time to talk to you. That girl persisted screaming that her mama needed 50 cents. And he finally took the money out of his pocket and handed it to her. And she backed out of the room. And it makes me laugh to think about this picture because I know little little girls who can get persistent. And I used to have, when my 18-year-old was a baby, she would stomp her feet and demand what she wanted. And th that guy gave her the 50 cents and he sat down for a good 10 minutes wondering, wow, I just got whipped by this little girl. I can't quite imagine <laughs> how I let that happen. And the beautiful thing is persistence pays off. It really does. And I want to know what desire is burning you, a, a hole in your heart, a hole in your soul so much that you cannot let it go. And what excuses have you made for not going after your dream? You know, there are a few notes in here that talk about people who've had a burning desire. One of them was this guy named Barnes who wanted to work for Thomas Edison. And he really wanted to partner with Thomas Edison. He had an invention that he wanted to partner with Thomas Edison on, but couldn't really get the guy's time. So he took a low responsibility job, a low paying job in his organization just so that he could be in the room with Thomas Edison. He hung out there and um, every time Edison would walk by, he'd just try to get his attention. And, and one time he actually put his product out so Edison would have to pass it every day. And um, this guy could easily have gone in there with the attitude, well, if I can't get Edison to talk to me, maybe I'll just take a sales job and settle. This is a good company. But no, he had a desire to do something bigger. And I've had a similar desire. I, I'd actually love to partner with Rachel Hollis and teach life strategy design at her conferences because it goes perfectly with what she teaches. And I'm like, well, okay. I'm just going to keep trying to get in front of Rachel Hollis until she realizes that I really am the perfect partner for her conference series because it's just made to go together. I don't know about the wine, probably not the wine. We'd have to take a different different bent on it. But, you know, another story in this book that is more recent and relevant is um, Steven Spielberg. We've all enjoyed his movies. And what's amazing to me is that Steven Spielberg, um, when he first got started out, he took a tour on one of those little trams that goes through the studio. And on that tour, at one point when they were explaining something and everybody was looking one way, he slipped off the car and went and hid. And he he started roaming around the studio and just observing. And, you know, when he could, making conversation with a director or a producer. And ev that when he left that day, he walked confidently out through the main gate, making conversation with the guard on purpose so that when he walked back in the next day, the guard would see him and recognize him and just assume that he belongs there. He did this for months. He even set up office in an empty office and got his name listed in the registry and he wasn't even employed by anyone in the studio. And I'm just saying that's what persistence means when we're trying to make something come true. Now, it might be getting a promotion to a new level in your organization. It might be uh, trying to uh, work out a plan to leave your current job and start a business. 
Um, it could be in your business to be persistent in getting a client who will really provide you the income to feel a sense of relief not having to hunt down more business all the time and that's always a struggle for entrepreneurs when we are uh, you know also you know producing the work um, or evaluating the work and following up and sending the bill and depositing the money and we also um, do all the work up front to sell the next gig and it's tireless and it's a lot of work and I'm saying there are days when I want to give up but I know that what uh, we did last weekend was valuable to 24 people and the more I can do that the more people who can get really clear on inner leadership and understand how to take this thing that has been planted in their soul and birth it to the world that's worth it for me it's worth it for me to to hang in there and keep doing it so I'm like Steven Spielberg every time I see a movie now um, I just uh, I'm gonna think about how persistent he was to make the contacts he needed to make. And we're gonna do that in this coaching series. You'll see if you look through the, the list. Um, today we're gonna to talk about a clear and specific purpose. That purpose that you're so determined to see happen that you're gonna keep at it no matter what seems to get in the way. And this is an interesting thing that Napoleon Hill says in the book. What a different story people would have to tell if only they would adopt a definite purpose and stand by that purpose until it had time to become an all-consuming obsession. Now we know that we can have obsessions that are not good, but for Barnes, it paid off. For Darby, even though that guy never reached the gold and he stopped three feet short of it, he learned a lesson and he ended up making his fortune um, based on the persistence of never letting that happen again. He made his fortune in selling life insurance. Um, you know, it's amazing to me to hear stories of failure because, hey, it's happened to me a few times. And we didn't spend a whole lot of time in our retreat talking about everyone's failure, but honestly, I know it's happened to more than just me. And that's why the goal was to equip us all with the resiliency to get through those um, failures and use them as learning opportunities to know how to adjust. I had some failures in the retreat, miscalculated some things, kind of ate a wad of cash myself. And you know what? I'm not worried about it because I know that this is going to provide me a path to the future. I know that in the future, um, I'm going to create new retreats and I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to actually do my budget right. <laughs> and, um, and I know that I'm going to get um, coaching programs from the retreat. So I continue to do this because you know what? It's, it's worth it to me for um, all of the, the people who benefit from my services to have an extraordinary time. That's the most important thing. And that's what I told the guys at the Garden of the Gods Club too, that you guys mostly rated it um, beyond your expectations. And um, because I'm a perfectionist, I'm determined to find out those who say their expectations were met, I'm gonna figure out how I can exceed your expectations next time because that's called persistence. That's the way that I think that it's supposed to work. What a different story people would have to tell if only they would adopt a definite purpose and stand by that purpose until it had time to become an all-consuming obsession. Now, in standing by that purpose, that doesn't mean you're going to quit your job like I did. I, I often <laughs> tell people that I, I like to, to share all the mistakes I've made so hopefully you won't make them. Um, I think if you're planning to quit a job or make a transition, 
that you'll plan it out in advance to the degree that you have all your ducks in a row. Um, your next phase that you're focusing on for your life strategy right now might be to end or sunset this position in my career with great integrity and persistence and excellence of character. Because let's face it, we had a few conversations. I don't see everybody on this call. I'm not going to call anyone out. But we've had conversations about those people who are hard to work with. And if we leave a job because somebody is hard to work with or our boss is an idiot, frankly, um, we're just going to get challenged with another idiot until we get it right. So if we're creating a strategy for the next phase in life, for that next promotion or the next um, stage in our career or starting a business, we need to create a methodical plan. We need to write a plan. We need to have a budget. We need to, to think through all of these things. And that's why we're doing this coaching program. The two loveliest sounds in the world are the sounds of a cork popping and the sound of a wine bottle pouring. And on that note, if you're thinking, wow, I wish I had been there, or if you're thinking, gosh, I wish I could be part of a coaching program that would really end the year right and get me ready for the best year ever in 2020. I've worked for several organizations that started with a 2020 strategy a decade ago because it seems like a big milestone. And you know what? Any year is a big milestone, but the most important time to get clear and specific on your purpose and chart a plan to get there is now. And that's why I'm providing this special coaching program at the end of the year. Normally, I like to offer a six-month life strategy design program because it's important to take a longer view and to work through some specific areas for a lasting impact with a coach or whoever you're working with. In this case, I created a really quick start six-week program that's just a portion of the cost, about $1,500, just to uh, get clear, get straight, um, work through some of this amazing workbook that I created to go with the Life Strategy Retreat so that you can actually end this year in an intentional way and start the new year with a clear and specific plan and have a cheerleader behind you. So if you're interested in that, go to 360lifestrategies.com, look at the page called Coaching, and you'll get more information. Most of all, come back and join us next time. We love having you here.